0: New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash snapped or text SNAP to 500-500. That's audible.com slash snapped or text SNAP to 500-500.
1: Their comfortable lifestyle and loving children weren't always enough to keep their 18 year romance afloat. They were trying to put their marriage back together.
2: He was my best friend. He still talked on the phone five times a day
1: until a mysterious disappearance changes everything. He's so reliable that he wouldn't just disappear. Is this a case of a person who doesn't want to be
3: found? I did not know he was married for the
4: first two years. It was that moment where you knew that first big piece of the puzzle had just been set out in front of you.
5: They're beginning to realize that maybe he's leading a double life. Or
1: has greed corrupted someone into doing the unthinkable? He was
6: begging for his money, saying he didn't do anything, he didn't do anything. He said he did it for the money. It was a trap. What about you? You condoned this,
7: you assisted and you helped.
2: It was absolutely amazing to me what someone would do for money.
1: July 11th, 2008, Salida, Colorado. It's about 3 p.m. on a quiet summer afternoon when officers at the Salida Police Department receive a worried call from 40-year-old mother, Kristen Durgan.
2: On the night of July 10th, her estranged husband, Jim Durgan, had rented a hotel room in Canyon City to stay. On the morning of July 11th, he was supposed to drive out to salida to go pick up his children but he never
1: arrived kristen says as night fell with no sign of jim
8: she and her children grew increasingly worried kristen called me and said have you seen jimmy i said no i said he's gone and we can't find him she didn't sound pretty frantic
7: my dad called me and told me he was missing i actually got his phone number and tried calling him several times jim's sister called me and said jim is missing she said he didn't show to pick up the kids that's unusual i was puzzled
1: but worried jim was reliable after three days pass with no sign of jim detectives open a formal investigation
4: my partner called and said that he received a missing persons report and that from the initial indication it seemed like this person was legitimately missing.
1: James Durgan, known as Jim to friends, was born on December 19th, 1970 in Phoenix, Arizona.
8: Jim was a good kid. He enjoyed going hunting with me. I had a little boat and he enjoyed fishing and uh, we've had a lot of fun experiences.
7: He was fun-loving, great to be around. Never saw him angry. He was always very helpful. In
1: 1988, Jim graduated high school and went to college. But after a few months, he realized that four more years of school wasn't for him.
8: I said, you are gonna get a job. And so I introduced him to a guy there in Northern Telecom. And uh, I said, now it's up to you.
2: James would travel anywhere. They were installing new telecommunications equipment, wiring, things like that.
7: He would do a lot of traveling. He'd travel like all over the Western side of the US.
1: Then in 1990, after returning home to Phoenix for the weekend, Jim was set up on a blind date with 22-year-old Kristen Tregde.
9: She was just so put together and dressed really nicely and she was real soft-spoken and she could really connect to people and she was just a real sweet girl.
2: Kristen was the daughter of a multimillionaire. Her father was an inventor. My understanding is that Kristen grew up in the lap of luxury.
1: She could have whatever she wanted. So when Kristen met Jim, she knew she would eventually have him too. July
7: of 1992. They got married in Las Vegas and at a little chapel, and just a bunch of family and friends. They were cute together, you know. They
8: always seemed to be happy. This time, Jim and Kristen will like you both to join your right hands like in a handshake to signify that you're coming together as equals.
1: When the honeymoon phase was over, Kristen and Jim found a way to keep their romance alive despite the demands of Jim's job. Kristen was
2: able to travel with Jim on his work trips and they were able to keep a fun loving kind of party spirit in their marriage.
1: Then in 1995, Kristen and Jim
5: had a son followed quickly by a daughter. When they started having children, She was content to stay at home and be a stay-at-home mom. When Jim was home, he made his time
1: count. He was really a a devoted father. I'm sure he missed him when he was traveling, but he did speak highly of them. In 1998, Jim decided to move the family to the picturesque town of Salida, Colorado.
8: He was making very good money, so he was going to do everything he could to make life for her and the kids very good.
1: As the years went by, Jim's work schedule took its toll on the marriage.
7: I guess it seemed to put a lot of strain on Kristen. It was pretty hard, I guess, for her being alone all the time and my brother out traveling on the
8: road.
1: But it wasn't just Jim's traveling that caused a strain on the marriage.
8: They were having problems. She didn't work, so... There was a lot to keep up the house payment, the car payment and all the other, all all the other bills.
1: Even though Jim worked hard to provide money for his family's needs, Kristen would often spend it only on herself.
8: He says, I would leave money to pay the bills, and the bills were not being paid. And so I would come home and have to make up money to pay the bills, and I just don't have it.
1: In the spring of 2008, after years of fighting over money and his time spent away, Jim moved to Wyoming, and the couple finalized the terms of their divorce.
8: Well, he agreed that he was going to give her the house, and he was going to give her like $1,200 a month. He was going to pay off the cars, and he was going to give her half of his retirement.
1: Kristen also maintained primary custody of their 14 and 10-year-old children.
6: I believe it was going fairly amicable. Jim would travel back from his business trips to see the children. It seemed as if Jim was involved in the children's lives as much as he could be.
1: To prepare for her new life as a single mother, Kristen took a job at a local restaurant.
9: I had hired her to work as a server and we became friends after that. Kristen was always smiling and happy, and she did a great job.
1: Although Jim and Kristen had established their new lives apart, the spark between them hadn't died.
5: Not long after he filed for divorce, they rekindled their relationship. They thought they could probably patch up their marriage.
8: He told me the week before he was reporting missing, he loved her and he was doing everything he could to keep it together.
1: But on July 14th, 2008, Kristen and Jim's reconciliation is put in danger when Jim is classified as a missing person.
3: After I was given the assignment to look into Jim's disappearance, the first thing that I did was drive to the hotel Jim had checked into.
1: There is no sign of Jim's car in the parking lot, But according to the clerk from the front desk, Jim didn't sound like a man planning to disappear.
3: The clerk that helped me out actually told me that Jim had inquired about the swimming pool because he was bringing his children back. They gave me a key to the room. I checked the room.
5: And that's when they find out that mm, something's not right.
3: The room itself was absolutely undisturbed. It appeared that he walked in, set his stuff down, and turned around and walked out. Nothing was sat on, nothing was moved, everything was in place.
5: It's like he's just vanished. Coming up,
1: twisted love triangles cast a shadow on the investigation. She couldn't stay away from him.
6: She was in a new relationship, two decades younger than her.
2: Both members of that marriage were in extramarital affairs. I expected him to date, but it seems that it had been going on longer than that. July Fourteenth, two
1: 2008. Investigators in Salida, Colorado, have just discovered the deserted hotel room of 37-year-old missing father, Jim
5: Durgan. He checked in, but he didn't stay in the room. He hadn't slept in the bed. This man, as far as we could tell, had vanished off the face of the planet.
3: We took Jim's driver's license photo that we obtained from the state and a stock photograph of what his car should have looked like and started passing out missing persons flyers.
1: Next, detectives pay a visit to the person who reported Jim missing three days earlier, his recently estranged wife, 40-year-old
5: Kristen Durgan.
4: She reiterated that he was supposed to pick up the, the children and take them back with him for the weekend.
5: Like I told the other officers, if he was more than
7: 15 minutes late anymore, he would always call. That was kind
4: of his thing. Kristen initially said that uh, she had taken a couple of trips uh, towards Canyon in an effort to look for Jim. She started to suggest that maybe he had been fishing, and uh, she was checking along the Arkansas River where he may have gone
3: fishing. According to Kristen Durgan, Jim was an avid fisherman and an outdoorsman. So it wouldn't have been unusual for him to be out fishing, out shooting.
0: Though
1: they can't rule out the possibility that Jim has had an accident, detectives need to know
5: if something in his personal life could be responsible for his disappearance. She mentions to police that Jim has filed for a divorce, but they were working on reconciling. And she mentions to them that they had this intimate weekend over Mother's Day.
2: He was my best friend. He still talked on the phone five times a day. And we were still very
1: close. According to Kristen, though the two were on the path to reconciliation, there was something holding them back.
7: They found out that he had a girlfriend.
6: She had found a letter sometime prior to that. It was signed, Tara. She seemed upset about it. Jim appeared to have moved on. Um, He had found someone,
4: and he was working towards getting the divorce in order so that he could move forward.
2: I don't know, i expected him to date, but it seems that it had been going on longer than that.
1: Though she's hurt by Jim's infidelity, Kristen admits to detectives that he isn't the only one who has stepped outside of the marriage.
6: Kristen had told us that she was in a new relationship, younger male, almost two decades younger than her, named Andy Tanner.
2: They met when they both worked at a pizza restaurant in Salida. He was a delivery driver and
1: she was a waitress. According to Kristen, when she and Jim were intimate on Mother's Day, Jim said that if she would break off her relationship with Andy, he would break things off with Tara.
8: He just felt, well, you know, I still love you. and I would like to get, you know, maybe hopefully someday this might get back together.
5: But the reconciliation was short-lived. Kristen said that lasted for one day and then she was back together with Andy. She couldn't stay away from him.
1: Kristen says after that, she and Jim agreed divorce might be their best option.
3: Her and Jim were in the process of getting a divorce, but the divorce was very amicable, and the uh, there was no real child custody issues with the divorce.
1: Still, detectives need to know what Kristen was doing on the night of June 10th, the last night Jim was seen alive by the hotel clerk. I worked
2: at night. I think I got out at 10.45 to 11
1: or something. Well, I came home from work and I fell asleep. After speaking to Kristen, detectives know who they need to question next, Jim's alleged mistress, Tara.
6: We wanted to find out where she was. I mean, if she had an alibi, if it was a solid alibi, what involvement, if she had any, in, in the situation would have been.
1: But before they track her down, detectives bring in Kristen's boyfriend, Andy Tanner, for questioning.
4: I engaged him in a conversation about what he knew about Jim Durgan's disappearance. I asked him if, if he had any problem with Jim Durgan or if Jim Durgan had any problem with anybody else. Um, you
9: know, I, I really don't know. You
6: know, he's a real stand-up guy.
4: He as well said that Jim was well-liked and that he and Jim, uh, despite the situation, had never had any sort of a cross encounter. I
9: mean, he talked to me only twice, so, I mean, he's non-confrontational. I mean, there would be no reason for somebody to hurt him.
1: Like Kristen, Andy also has an alibi for the night of June 10th.
6: When we talked to Mr. Tanner, he explained that his shift would have ended around the same time. He as well went home.
1: After speaking to Kristen and Andy, detectives request timesheets from their employers.
4: When we check out Andy Tanner and Kristen Durgan's alibis as far as the night that we believe Jim went missing, everything seems to be in order that Andy Tanner was at work and Kristen Durgan had been at work.
1: With Kristen and Andy's alibis confirmed... Detectives decide to take a drive down Highway 50, which parallels the Arkansas River, in an attempt to locate Jim Durgan.
3: He was an avid fisherman. We didn't know if he stopped and decided to do a little fishing and ended up falling into the river. We paid
4: particular attention uh, to those areas where someone might go fishing.
1: It's not long before detectives find something
4: pulled into the Lone Pine
3: Recreation site. We did locate Jim Durgan's car. When we approached Jim Durgan's car, we noticed that there was a citation underneath the windshield wiper. The ticket was written
4: for July 11th, which was also the same day that Kristen Durgan had reported
3: Jim Durgan missing.
1: Otherwise, the car appears to be untouched.
3: We checked the area, which is a very remote area inside of a very box canyon, so there wasn't a lot of area that he could have gone. When we
4: saw Jim Durgan's car parked in the recreation site, it was that moment where you knew that 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 first big piece of the puzzle had just been set out in front of you. I think we knew at that point there was something wrong.
1: Coming up. Investigators uncover a damning eyewitness account. He went to the bathroom immediately and started scrubbing his hands. Scrubbing, 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 scrubbing. That's when I asked him, like, you got to tell me what's going on with you.
8: And he says, well, I'm the one they're looking for. And immediately this red flag went off.
0: As a SNAP listener, you know the world can be a dangerous and unpredictable place. With every case I learn about, I'm reminded how much I want to prioritize my vigilance and preparation. That's why I use and recommend Simply Safe Home Security. My cameras have alerted me about trespassers and even given me a sense of security knowing my home is safe even when I'm not there Get twenty percent off any new Simply Safe system when you sign up for Fast Protect Monitoring. Just visit simplysafecom snapped. That's simplysafe.com snapped. There's no safe like Simply Safe.
10: So, you keep trying to get in shape, and it keeps not working. I'm Lacey Green, a super trainer with Body. That's B.O.D.I. dot com. And I've got a story you have to hear. I have a client who came to me because she was really frustrated that every gym or trainer she tried made her feel bad because she was a beginner. She had tried it all, and she just felt humiliated. And that's when we started working together, and I took her through my three-week program called For Beginners Only. Once she realized that she wasn't the problem and that she just needed the right program, she started to get ready results and now she's completely unstoppable and feeling so strong and confident and i can do the same for you on the body app subscribers lose five to ten pounds consistently in their first month and i bet you will too in fact cnn underscore just named body best fitness app and right now body has a special introductory offer the next 500 new users who sign up for a year of body save 72 percent. that's just 33 cents a day all you have to do is go to body.com that's b-o-d-i.com
1: After finding missing person James Durgan's car off a remote Riverside pull-off, detectives in Salida, Colorado, have growing concerns for the beloved father's safety.
6: We were pretty concerned at that moment in time we were not gonna find Jim Durgan alive.
1: While police still don't know what happened to Jim, they believe his alleged mistress, Tara, could help them.
4: The DA at the time really wanted us uh, to check out Tara for additional information.
1: However, on July 18th, one week after Jim's disappearance, detectives are taken aback when Tara walks into the Canyon City Police Department, demanding answers of her own.
4: She too was concerned that Jim had not contacted her.
1: I don't, I'm still holding on to the
5: Tara tells police that Jim left her home in Jackson Hole, Wyoming on the morning of July 10th, and he flew to Colorado Springs and called her when he landed.
6: We learned speaking with Tara that Jim had already actually purchased his airline ticket back to the Jackson Hole, Wyoming, and was to return July 13th, and he never showed up
1: when detectives ask how much tara knew about jim's life in salida she admits he hadn't always been honest
3: during our conversations and interviews with tara we discovered that she initially met jim in 2001 on an online dating site we hit it off really well i mean
5: just really good friends right away they started dating more seriously the one and only period where he did lie to me
8: i did not know he was married for the first two and a half years after that um we broke out
1: over the next few years tara says that she had tried to move on but in early 2007 jim called her up while on a work trip
2: January, he got pneumonia. I went down because I lived
5: close by, and helped him about take care of She helped nurse him back to health. They rekindled their relationship, but she made it very clear that she wanted him to get a divorce. So in March of 2008, he started talking to Kristen about getting a divorce. He was ready to give up on his marriage and start a new relationship with Tara.
1: Though, according to Tara, she'd grown frustrated with Jim's lingering connection to his ex-wife.
9: I think
8: it's it's ridiculous. You, know, you guys are getting a divorce, and you know she needs to she needs to learn the boundaries. You're not her best friend. You're not her confidant.
1: Did Jim's reluctance to call it quits with Kristen lead Tara to do the unthinkable? To find out, detectives ask for her whereabouts on the night Jim disappeared. Tara was in Wyoming through the whole period. She
2: was fairly quickly ruled out as a suspect.
1: Then, five days later, detectives get a call that confirms their worst
3: fears. Two kayakers were kayaking down the Arkansas River just east of the Lone Pine recreational area when they discovered a body floating down the river. Jim Durgan was the only person that was logical. Jim's dental records were obtained I took those x-rays to the odontologist and he compared Jim Durgan's x-rays to the body that was discovered and he made an absolute identification that that was the body of James Durgan.
8: When the sheriff's department told me that they had found him in the river and that it just couldn't sink in, I, I just, I had to go in and throw up and, and uh, cry and I couldn't fathom what was going on.
7: I just, like, how could this happen? It was really devastating.
1: The question on everyone's mind is,
5: how had this healthy father of two died? Everyone's natural instinct is to assume drowning.
3: Initially, x-rays were taken of the body, and it was discovered that there was metallic projectiles in the skull of the body.
4: The autopsy showed that Jim Durgan had been shot in the head three times. It was clear that he had been murdered.
1: Investigators reach out to Jim's wife, Kristen.
4: I told her that we had found Jim's car. She began to cry, and then I went on to tell her that we had also found Jim as well and that Jim was not alive. She began to cry again
1: next
5: detectives break the news to Jim's girlfriend Tara I felt sorry for Tara because she lost a person that she described was her soulmate
1: when detectives asked Tara who might have wanted Jim dead
5: she doesn't hesitate the first thing that she said to them was you should look at Kristen's boyfriend Andy Tanner According to Tara,
1: Andy's statement that his relationship with Jim was amicable couldn't be further from the truth.
5: Tara knew that Andy and Jim had this sort of a volatile relationship where they definitely didn't respect each other and didn't get along.
1: Could the tension between Jim and Andy have reached a breaking point? To find out, Detectives speak with employees who were working with Andy on the evening of July 10th.
2: One of those employees said that Andrew left for a period of time on the night of July 10th for between half an hour and an hour. He claimed that he was helping a friend with a car stereo and then giving a friend a ride and
1: asked this woman to cover for him. But who was Andy supposedly helping? Looking through Andy's phone records for the days before and after Jim's disappearance, one number appears again and again.
3: Through phone record analysis, we came up with a gentleman by the name of Brian Folsom. There was a lot of communication between Andy and
6: Brian the night Jim went missing, as well as the following day when Jim was reported missing.
1: When detectives pull Brian's record, they realize he's no stranger to crime.
6: At the time of the, of the murder, he was actually on parole with the state of Colorado for a strong-armed robbery.
1: Confident there is more to the story, on August 27, 2008, detectives obtain a search warrant for Brian's home. When they arrive, they find Brian and his girlfriend and bring them to the station for formal interviews.
6: Marlena Wiesman was questioned Brian Folsom's girlfriend about the July 10th night if Brian was around.
1: Well, that night, Brian told me that he had to go help somebody with his car stereo. And immediately, this red flag went off, you know, the BS flag. He was gone for about four hours, I'd say. It was a long time. And right when he got back, Brian, he came up the stairs and went to the bathroom immediately and started scrubbing his hands, scrubbing, 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 scrubbing.
6: At this point in the investigation, we felt we were on the right path.
1: Fueled by Marlena's statements, detectives are ready to put the screws to Brian. But they won't have to work too hard. To be honest, he's just been eating me up every day. Coming up, detectives discover a brutal crime driven by greed. It was absolutely amazing to me what someone would do for money. But just how deep does this conspiracy go? What
6: about you? You condoned this. You assisted and you helped.
1: August 27th, 2008, 48 days since Jim Durgan's murder, detectives are seated with convicted felon Brian Folsom, who's desperate to get something off his chest. Yeah, I I
10: thought of suicide every
8: f***ing day, man. I might have died already on the inside
3: don't know. I hope not. I and another detective went in and spoke with Mr. Folsom, and he... Basically, while well, he confessed to his part of Jim Durgan's death. It's a real bad you know, but I didn't see this guy get killed and I didn't kill him, you know.
1: According to Brian, it all began when he struck up a friendship with twenty-two-year-old Andy Tanner at the fast food restaurant they both worked at in Salida, Colorado. Brian says when Andy learned that he had done time in prison for strong armed robbery, he asked for his help.
4: He says that this guy's been a very bad problem for a very long time.
9: He says that this guy's done a lot of things to his life up. And he says that uh, he was going to kill him.
3: He told us initially that he was hired by Andy Tanner to kidnap Jim Durgan from the Lone Pine Recreational Area.
1: Although Brian says he had doubts about the plan, greed got the better of him.
6: He said he was gonna get paid $2,000 from from Andy. When we asked him if he knew Jim Durgan, he said he never met him. He said he just did it for the money.
1: Brian says that on July 10th, 2008, Andy told him to wait for Jim at the Lone Pine Recreational Area.
3: When Jim Durgan showed up, he attacked Jim. He had a large knife with him. He handcuffed Jim, threw him in the back of the vehicle. They were like three to six miles, driving up this
6: dirt road, took him up to the top of the dirt, and tied him to a tree with rope
9: and
4: and that, those
5: handcuffs. And he was begging for his money, <laughs> saying he didn't do anything, he didn't do anything. Then he told him, I'm not going to hurt you. I'm just leaving you here. Don't panic. And then he leaves and returns to Salida.
6: Ryan says he drives back to the burger joint where Andy was working currently. He told Andy that he's got him tied to the tree.
5: He took a piece of white receipt paper and drew a map for Andy showing him where he had taken Jim and tied him to a tree. So Andy looked at the map, studied it, and then wadded it up and ate it.
2: At that point, Brian Folson exits the story. All he did was the kidnapping. He did not shoot Jim Durgan.
9: I think Andy might have left and gone back and done it, but I don't know. I don't know, that's what I think happened.
2: He had to know that this man that he had kidnapped from the side of the road was not going to survive the night. It was absolutely amazing to me what someone would do for money.
1: Following Brian's confession, detectives charge him with Jim Durgan's kidnapping and murder. As police shift their focus to Andy Tanner, they subpoena financial records.
3: Once we looked into where Andy got the money to pray Brian Folsom, we found out that Andy had received a small inheritance from his father's death.
1: While they're looking into Andy, they also pull his girlfriend Kristen Durgan's financial records.
3: It became very obvious that Kristen Durgan had a huge gambling problem.
2: She lost a lot of money. Anywhere from $200,000 to tens of thousands of dollars at any given time.
7: My brother was giving her money to pay the bills, and she was spending it on the gambling.
8: It was just uh, an addiction. She went to rehab twice, but it, it it didn't take.
4: Kristen had been gambling for a very long time, probably from near the beginning of their marriage.
1: When detectives examine the couple's provisional divorce agreement, it's clear that Jim wasn't willing to put up with Kristen's spending any longer.
3: During the analysis of the divorce agreement, Kristen was required by the divorce agreement to pay certain debts off. Once she paid those debts off, she was only going to walk away with under $20,000.
1: But those aren't the only financial implications of their divorce. If Jim
2: survived long enough for the divorce to be finalized, he would have changed the beneficiaries of his life insurance from Kristen to his children.
3: If Jim was to die before the divorce was finalized, she would receive the house, his full pension, his full 401k, and a $250,000 life insurance policy
5: When they add it all up, they realize that she stands to inherit nearly a half a million dollars.
3: Jim
2: was worth a lot of money, Dad.
5: She was so greedy. She
7: wanted it all, and and she needed it all.
1: On August 28, 2008, Kristen makes a surprising move and shows up at the station accompanied by her father
4: we conducted another interview with her after she had stated she had additional information
3: about the case.
1: Kristen tells police that she finally knows what happened to Jim.
3: She told that detective that Andy had confessed to her that he actually was responsible for Jim Durkin's death. He had told her that he shot Jim. When he said he was going to reconcile, I think Andy really
2: hurt
5: didn't want that to happen. Because Andy was in love with you? He, or... he, was... he, he, <laughs> he said he was in love if he was in love with me, I was Please love my kids. Why would he take their away from my kids?
4: Kristen played the victim in that she didn't know what he was going to do and that she uh, didn't have any active role in it
1: but Kristen's cry falls on deaf ears. Do not be a truthful list. Do not.
3: I confronted her with the fact that we were aware of what happened. And I started giving her facts that Brian Folsom had told us the night before. He was worth about $100,000 to you alive and $400,000 to you dead.
1: I see it that way. Out in the hallway, Detective Lopez pulls Kristen's father aside and lays out their case.
4: I let Kristen's father in on the facts that we had obtained. I think he clearly saw that there was no way this didn't happen without Kristen's involvement.
1: Back in the interrogation room, Kristen is feeling the heat.
3: You have this opportunity to explain it to us why did this happen whose idea was help yourself
5: out can i help my dad
3: i don't see why not
1: when kristen's father comes into the room he doesn't come to his daughter's rescue
4: he was angry and he confronted kristen and asked if the things that he was being told were true
6: what about you you condone this? You you assisted and you helped? Is this, is this right?
4: Kristen didn't really seem particularly surprised by it. She cried, but mostly she just sat there sort of in disbelief that this had all just come crashing in around her. I'm
2: not the same, this idea. Okay, Tell
3: me what
2: was said. He said that life would be easier if Jim were out of the way.
1: Okay,
3: and you said?
2: Yeah,
1: Coming up, details of Jim's final hours emerge.
3: He was hoarse from screaming. He had actually chewed through the duct tape and was trying to scream for help.
1: On August 28th, 2008, under pressure from her father and police, 40 year old Kristen durgan finally admits that she and her boyfriend andy tanner were involved in the kidnapping and shooting death of her husband 37 year old jim durgan
2: he said that life would be easier if jim were out of the way and you said i didn't say please go kill my husband i said you're right life would be easier
1: According to Kristen, she and Andy had been planning Jim's death for multiple days.
5: She told them that her and Andy began plotting how they would go about killing Jim, and that it was sort of a team effort.
1: Kristen says that on July 10th, she and Andy agreed to go through with their plan.
3: You made several phone calls. The last one where you truly spoke to him, when did you tell him? No. That my
2: car broke down. Where and, did you, where did you say your car broke down? It was the one recreation area. Kristen never left Slida. Kristen's kids never left Slida. It was a trap.
1: Kristen says that after she made the call around 8 p.m., she finished working her shift, drove home, and went to sleep. Around six the next morning, Andy finally came home. He just and just said
3: it's time. What did that mean to you? According to her, Andy tells her later that he goes up, finds Jim tied to the tree. He was hoarse from screaming. He had actually chewed through the duct tape and was trying to scream for help.
2: And that's funny, and he said, you know, I'm going to kill you. And is there anything you want to say to your kids? <laughs> kids are Chris? And uh, he told he told my kids that he wanted them to grow up and go to school and have good jobs and good things.
5: And he told me I was, that he was sorry. But he never said what, he just said, I'm sorry. <laughs>
3: And at that point, Andy Tanner, according to Kristen, shot Jim in the head.
6: Andy tells Kristen that he covered him in plastic so he didn't spill any blood in the car. And he put him in the vehicle and he drives down to the river.
1: Kristen's father appears horrified.
3: Her father realized that she was actually responsible for Jim's death, and she was part of it. Her father became very upset at that point.
5: Arrested. Keep asking.
1: On August 28th, 2008, Kristen Durgan is charged with conspiracy, kidnapping, and the murder of her husband.
9: I was just shocked weeks leading up to that i think i was still in in denial that she could possibly commit a murder
1: hours later detectives placed andy tanner under arrest
6: at the time we arrested andy andy really didn't react either way i don't think he said a word
1: Though Andy immediately requests a lawyer and never speaks with police, Kristen and Brian are more cooperative.
3: Brian Folsom and Kristen Durgan struck a deal with the district attorney's office. Both of them were charged with second-degree murder and second-degree kidnapping in exchange for them testifying against Andy Tanner. Brian pled
6: to 48 years
3: to the Department of Corrections
6: with, uh, I believe, a five-year parole stip. Kristen pled to 54 years and five years' parole.
1: In August of 2009, Andy Tanner's trial begins and Kristen takes the stand. She admits that money was the main motivation for the crime.
9: Kristen and and Andy committed the murder for, for Jim's life insurance policy. That is some kind of greedy that you would kill a human being for money.
5: She wants to have plenty of money to keep gambling. And this is her meal ticket. It's all about greed. It's all about money. It's all about her and not anyone else. On September 3rd, 2009,
1: the jury finds Andy Tanner guilty and sentences him to life in prison.
7: I was happy. I was glad justice was served.
1: Still, no amount of justice can bring back Jim Durgan.
8: I had told her how evil she was to take away a friend, a husband, and a son. He was a good friend, and he was a good friend to me.
1: In the end, Kristen Durgan discovered that, like all sins, greed can corrupt a person until nothing can satisfy them.
3: Her parents were extremely wealthy. She would have stood to have inherited millions of dollars upon their death. But her greed overtook her, and she would rather kill the man who fathered her children to get some money now.
0: Brian Folsom will be released in 2052. He will be 73 years old. Kristen will be released in 2059. She will be 91 years old.
1: For more information on Snapped, go to Oxygen.com. Audible is the destination for thrilling audio entertainment.